This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Hundred and seventy-three. Oh, what did you watch this week? My name is Mike. My name is John. How you going, buddy? Going, Mike? Well, pretty good. Pretty good, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch a whole lot this week. I had a lot of. I, I worked a lot, so. Mm. I uh, I was busy most of this week as well. I look back and I'm like, where did the week go? And we both kind of had that you know extra day of loss because we recorded on tuesday yep yep and then i was busy most of the week uh work's been crazy for you work yeah crazy in in a different way for me uh, sure so yeah and my sunday i spent uh 16 hours at the office see that's was, not good it's actually longer than that i got there like 6 30 in the morning i left a little after 11 o'clock at night so i definitely did not watch anything on sunday and Saturday, Saturday, like, um, got up in the morning, Kate and I had a long talk about different things and then got ready, did the weed whacking, took Wesley to uh, his cousin's birthday party, then dropped him off at his grandmother's house. And then Kate and I went and ran in town to pick up a rack, a, a metal rack thing that I had to put together for the, um, bakery and then I went and mowed the lawn. And by the time I finished mowing the lawn, taking a shower, it was 7.30 at night. So, like, Saturday just disappeared on me like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, didn't, I, then I was just wiped out and didn't stay up very late. So, yeah, I, don't, I did not watch a single movie this week. Oh, wow. Yeah, I tried to. I started one. Um, I started a movie, but I just didn't, I didn't end up finishing it. I think I, I fell asleep during it. So maybe I'll try and finish it this week. Okay. I, I only watched two movies and they were ones that you saw so we could talk about them. So all right. we're going caught up there. So nice. you'll be able to talk about movies after all. Yeah, I guess I will. Yep. So, um, I forgot to watch dead pixels. Like I said, before we started recording. Yeah, that's so rough. Please hold off. I want to, we can watch two episodes. That's fine. Yeah. And I completely forgot to watch uh, Schmigadoon. Oh, wow. Um, in fact, the only shows I watched were Legends, American Horror Stories, and um, Leverage, and Masters of the Universe. Okay. So you did not watch the most recent Amazing Stories? Or nope. Episodes? I did not watch the next Amazing Stories. Nope. I didn't watch anything on Apple TV. Okay. Um, I watched a couple episodes of Grimm. Season three, beginning, still solid stuff. Kate and I have been watching the new season of MasterChef Legends. Um, mm-hmm. They changed the format. I remember, like, I know I haven't watched, we haven't watched the last couple of seasons just because, you know, we fall in and out of shows like that. Yeah. Um, and 
I remember before, like you would, they would have a, a, a challenge right at the beginning and everybody would cook and then they would sample everybody's and the winner would get some sort of advantage in the weekly challenge, the elimination challenge, Yeah, you know, yep. and then they would do the elimination cook off and they do the top three and the bottom three and, and that someone would be eliminated. They haven't done anything besides the auditions are a little different this time too, but they haven't done anything besides uh, this is our special guest legend chef this week, like Morimoto or Emeril Lagasse or uh, Paula Dean or whoever like that. Um, you're going to cook a cut of beef and that's it. Top three, bottom three, someone's eliminated. No different challenges, no team, ex- no nothing. It's, it's really weird how this season is. Not that I'm disappointed with it. It's just like, eh, I lost a little something. Sounds like you're a little disappointed, brother. Well, because it's kind of boring. It's just, let's come on, let's cook one dish, and then the episode's over. And it's they stretched it to 45 minutes, where they used to do so much in 45 minutes, and they'd cook a couple of times, and yeah. Hmm. Okay. What do you think of Legends? Um... I don't know. I'm thinking I just watched it today so that it would be fresh. Um, it was, it was a lot going on, you know? Yeah. And, and that's with them basically putting, uh, they, they showed the actor who plays Gary because they just had him in his tentacle monster form for most of it. Um, yeah. and then Ava and Sarah were off screen the whole time. Yeah. Uh, this was the first time we got to see, uh, original Zari back out, which is the same actress, but you know, by a different character, if you will. Right. And, uh, you know, the little Gus was a baby in the beginning and then he grew up very quickly and turned into a rampaging beast. Yeah. Um, John goes looking for the mythical fountain that people have been looking for for centuries and finds it in like 10 seconds. Um, I know that was disappointing. Yeah. And then, you know, finds out that, um, the Fuhrer is looking for it and that this kid, blah, blah, blah. So just the Fuhrer, it's, it's Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. And they kind of touched on this and then glossed right past it. But they they said the last time that it was known whereabouts, you know, according to this map, was during World War II, and it was in Spain. And so they went there and found that, you know, some kid had drawn from it and became magical and that it was empty. The fountain was empty. You, 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 go, you got a time machine. Go, go back earlier before the kid gets to it. Yeah. Is it then? You know, you could go at any point. You know where it is now. So, yeah, Constantine couldn't get the magic, uh, and he was very mad about that. But then, you know, Spooner gave him a little pep talk, and suddenly he felt a little better. But it's only because he's drinking black market magic, I guess. Yeah, which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I too wasn't really excited about this episode. It, uh, I mean, it didn't really hit the notes that it, it was a weak Legends episode. Yeah, it was. Um, we got a couple weeks off before it comes back August eighth. We got that little Comic Cons going on right now, so we got a little preview of it. 
Yeah, the, the 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 last episodes, and we you shared that with me today. Um, I mean, it looks good. It looks like it's gonna finish well. Yeah. There was that Kayla in that clip sitting next to Mick at the wedding. It might have been. It was so I, quick. I thought it was. It threw me off, but whatever, I guess. Um. So interesting note out of Comic Con. Um. <sighs> so. John Constantine is leaving Legends of Tomorrow mm-hmm. because they're making a John Constantine series over on HBO Max. And they didn't want to have both of them running at the same time. The same actor, different actor. Well, no, that's where it gets interesting. The one on HBO Max is not going to have Matt Ryan, but oh, that's Matt Ryan bad. is staying on Legends. Yeah, he's going to be playing a new character on Legends. Um, that is he's like a scientist in the 80s and they're going to pick him up and he's going to be with the crew the whole time do you think that the Arrowverse has suffered from the loss of um, oh shit what's his name the guy that played Arrow Uh, Stephen Amell Stephen Amell Excuse me. Do you think the loss of Stephen Amell as a huge supporter of the Arrowverse has, has, has caused the, the downfall of the Arrowverse, if you will? I think the Arrowverse caused the downfall of the Arrowverse. I, I think Stephen Amell being out of it, not drumming up the publicity, doesn't help them. But think they, Do you think they jumped the shark with uh, the most amazing crossover episode last year that crossed over like all of the DC Universe past and present? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's literally because I think we even talked about it then. There's really no topping this. No. <laughs> the uh, I read some articles on Flash just to keep reminding myself why I'm not watching it, and I saw a clip today that apparently uh, in the season finale of the most recent season they had to fight Godspeed and all of his clones who I guess he was having conflict, blah, blah, blah. Um, so part of their plan was to go into the speed force and bring back Thawne um, and let Tom, Tom Cavanaugh play, you know, reverse flash one more time. And then Godspeed, Barry and Thawne all fought each other using lightning, but no, not throwing lightning, holding lightning, like lightsabers and having sword fights with lightning bolts that looked like lightsabers. Now, you want to talk about jumping the shark. Yeah, I guess so. We're Star Wars now. No, you're not. No, but it just seemed like, you know, Mel was really pushing hard for the Arrowverse and and bringing all these worlds together, bringing Matt Ryan back as Constantine. I mean, the story Mm -hmm. of the Constantine series on NBC and then getting canceled and then then bringing him back on Arrow for a couple of one shots and then him joining the Legends for a little bit, then becoming a regular member on the Legends. And then, like, if he actually got his own show back again on HBO Max, you know, a darker version or whatever. That would have been a, like an amazing story, if you will. But right. instead, they're going to go with a new Constant King teen character and have Matt Ryan play. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well, there, this, there's that then. This is also the final scene, the final season for Dominic Purcell. He'll, he'll be leaving, um, yep. which again, they're writing it up. Well, if he's going to be a grandpa and possibly a father, to these yep. alien babies. Um, and apparently next season, um, 
we're going to be getting Amy Pemberton joining the main cast uh, as a regular, and she is the one who plays the voice of Gideon. She's yep. popped in once or twice in the flesh. So apparently she's going to be a regular in you know human form, not as the voice of Gideon. So here's something that's very interesting. Okay. This season six of Legends ends. Let's see here. Um, we got August 8th. Because I was just looking. To see, uh, anyways, we have August 8th. So 15, 22, 29... And then if they do it on Labor Day weekend, it's going to end on September 5th. Okay. Okay. Do you know when season seven starts? Nope. October 13th. Wow. Interesting. So season seven is going to start October 13th. It shows the cast being Sarah Lance, Zari, Ava Sharp, Astra, Gary... Green, Barad, Spooner, and then, like you said, Amy Louise Permanent is Gideon, uh, Matt Ryan is Dr. Gwyn Davies, and then Nick Zeno is going to be playing, you know, Nate Haywood still. Interesting. I kind of like the, yeah. the preview where it showed the episode that looks like they're stuck inside of the game Clue or their version of it. Oh, and actually, it says that he's going to be leaving after season seven. That's his who, last season. Who, Matt season. Ryan? Yeah, no, no. It says Mick Rory. So he's gonna be he's gonna he's reoccurring in season seven. Huh. He's leaving full time in season six, but in re, but he's gonna return pop up periodically in season seven. Gotcha. Interesting. So we're gonna get Human Gideon full time in this season. Yeah. If it's Human Gideon, I mean, yeah, it could be she plays somebody else. I mean. The show is weird. Yep, that's true. But anyhow, I just think that's interesting. So it, it just clearly shows you how late this season got started. Yeah, definitely. Yep. So. Uh, so leverage season three. I mean episode three. Um, this is okay. Right. It felt like a. It felt like a normal leverage episode. Didn't feel special or as good as the first two. Um, basically, the team is in uh, taking on a, a, a riverboat casino owner who's also laundering money for the Russian mob, and Which he's trying to find out till almost the end. Right, and he's trying to force people out of their homes so he can expand his casino because there's a clause where he doesn't have to be a riverboat casino; they can have it on land, and yada yada yada. So he's trying to steal people's homes. <clears throat> greasing the 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 greasing the uh, or whatever bribing and buying off you know uh, the the city planner or co- building and code enforcement or whatever he's doing to, to steal people try to steal people's homes and so of course the leverage team is going to make sure all those people who have their homes stolen get well compensated or make it so that those other people can't get their homes stolen and shit, make it the whole neighborhood a national historic landmark. So they can't do anything to it. Right. That was a nice little, uh, Mary Sue, uh, touch at the end. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I think my favorite part of this was Elliot, you know, seeing him in the parts that he hated, like having to fill out the, uh, job application. (laughs) 
Yes. Partisan would have just gotten me in here. Would have just given me a resume and and, and a nice four hundred one k. Yep. <laughs> I don't see anything in the books about getting Elliot a four hundred one k. Because Hardison wrote like a dozen, twenty, whatever it is, manuals on how to do everything. <laughs> seems about right because he is a micromanager. Yep. Yep. So, not saying I didn't like it. Just saying it wasn't. It was okay. Yeah, the uh, Hardison's little sister is trying to find her place in the team, and uh, she definitely is trying to bite off more than she can chew. You know, I could do this, I could do this. And they're like, dude, just do the hacking. And she's like, I don't want to just do the hacking. They're like, just do the hacking. Yeah. Um, Noah Wiley, like, I love him, but you could definitely, it felt like in this episode, we were seeing that um, Noah Wiley is not getting paid enough to be on the show very much. Like his, <laughs> his scenes were fewer and farther between, and they were, uh, you know, very simple scenes. Just walk yep. in, sit down, talk. Yep. Yeah, I didn't think of it, but you're, you're kind of right. Yeah, they were, weren't they? Should be interesting to see how that plays out. Like, is it that he's more commanding more of a salary? Is it that he's a diva? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Did you watch uh, episode three of American Horror Stories? Uh, Drive in? Yes, yeah. I did. Okay. I, think. I liked it. Uh, it's an interesting story. It's a, 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 about a. Uh, well, part of the story that was dumb was the guy trying to pressure his girlfriend into having sex, and she didn't want to because you know his parents are downstairs, which I yeah. completely understand why she would not want to do that. Um, and so he acts like an asshole being like, well, you had sex with this other guy after only dating him six months. And that, that's definitely going to win our heart guy. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's sound logic right there, my friend. Exactly. But the catalyst of the episode was that, um, there's this forbidden film named rabbit rabbit. And apparently that it causes people when they watch it to go, almost like rage zombie type thing and just start killing everybody and everything in sight and causing all these massacres over the years. And so it's funny, I guess back in the eighties, Tipper Gore got it banned and got the movie destroyed. And so the creator of the movie, uh, the director, John Carroll Lynch, the actor, you know, he, uh, he beat up Tipper Gore, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's stereotypical where they, there's this, they drive in has managed to get a, a copy of the print and they're going to show this very exclusive movie, 60 tickets only. And of course, this guy, Chad, which he's got a douchebag name. Um, <laughs> Chad. Yeah. His buddies get him all tickets and he brings his girlfriend there and, to, to watch the movie. But she talks with her uh, girlfriend there, if you will, and decides that, you know, maybe she is ready to lose her virginity to Chad in the car at the drive in. So instead of watching the movie, they're doing some brown chicken, brown cow action, and um, they don't and, see the film. We don't see the film. Right. That was the other thing that was hilarious. But everyone else that saw the film suddenly became you know, ultraviolet and killing each other and eating each other or whatever. Um, but because Chad and Kelly were getting it down, they didn't, uh, they didn't watch the film. So they managed to uh, escape from the – uh, the, the trailer part, the, the drive-in, if you will, and somehow managed to very easily find the director's home address where they go there and, and kill him. So, yeah. And then they, they, they go home to make the sex, and we find out that Rabbit Rabbit's been released on Netflix. 
Yeah. I thought that was kind of a funny little nod, considering that it's the show is on FX and then next day on Hulu. Yep. Yep. And this was like, and Netflix has the cursed film. So I like the episode, though. Did you like the episode? I did. Um, I was again, I'm liking the fact that this season um, we're seeing true anthology standalone stories. One yeah. per episode. Yes, yeah. I like that as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like that as well. Um, Ouch, my knee. Ouch, my knee. Yeah, my knee just popped really loud. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, uh, so that's what I liked about it was that, like, if this whole drive-in thing, say, for instance, had been the entire season, or the uh, the rubber woman had been the entire season, I think I would have jumped right off again. I would have been like, no, I'm all set with this. But they're just little self-contained stories, yep. and, uh, you know... That that makes it a lot easier to get behind. It's just like amazing stories. You know, we had that one about the runners that we didn't like, but it was like, I'm still going to go watch the next one because the next one's a whole new story. <laughs> the next one was decent. What did you yep. think of the, the episode four? Did you watch that one? Yes, you did. I did. I did. Did you and like that one? I did. And um, it was interesting. It had the girl and I can't remember the show that we just watched recently on Amazon where it was like they were all looking for that comic book. Uh, the graphic novel and oh yes, you know the show I'm talking about. And I can't yes, remember the name that started off yep. strong and then kind of like sucked. Um, but the girl yep. that was living on the streets that was like the one everybody was after. She's the main character in this, and uh, yep. Sawyer's in it from Lost. I was like, oh, oh cool, haven't, cool. Haven't seen him in a while. But yeah, it was a decent story. Um, yep. I had to figure it out like halfway through, um, but it was still decent. Yep. Nice. Uh, the only other show I watched this week was um, He-Man, Masters of the Universe, sorry, Revelations. Um, then I'll say I did not watch any more Ted Lasso yet because I want you to catch up on that or at least yeah. get a little closer. But boy, all the stuff that I've been seeing about the second season talks about how it's even better. It's phenomenal. Nine out of ten, you know, four out of five, five out of five, all this stuff. So. Uh, I did watch Dead Pixels. It picks up very shortly after the first one. Uh, I think it even says like, you know, eight months later, right in the beginning. So you're meant to see it right after the first season. Yep. Um, uh, I did watch the next episode of Schmigadoon. Uh, It's good. I like this show and I love the quippiness, but there's some there's some flawed logic going on in some heads there. Um, That's all I got to say about that right now. And uh, I have to say, I watched the most recent episode of Rick and Morty, and Jesus Christ, this season, this show, it's like they're daring each other to be more ridiculous. It's like, I want everybody to throw an idea, and no matter how ridiculous it is, we're going to make an episode out of it. I mean, this one had to do with them stealing, trying to steal the Constitution because there's a secret treasure map on the back, and they... From there, we get uh, a hidden assassin that exists inside the Statue of Liberty because you should never touch the trust the French. Um, the 
Rick's plan to get out of trouble with the president is the same thing apparently that he's done year after year, which is turn himself into a turkey and get pardoned by the president as a turkey. But the president knows that's going to happen, so he takes a group of highly trained soldiers and turns them all into turkeys to watch for Rick. It, I mean, it's just fucking ridiculous. It was good, but it was just goddamn stupid ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, I think that's about it for shows for me, other than, as you said, Masters of the Universe. So what did you think of Masters of the Universe? Because you had messaged me saying, I cannot wait to talk about this. Yeah, I, I and, believe the first thing that I said was, that did not go the way I expected it. Yeah. What, <sighs> what did you think? So... First things first, um, I love Mark Hamill as Skeletor. Oh, who wouldn't? Um, I almost messaged you and asked you if you wanted to, or if you thought we should watch all five of the existing episodes. After I, I almost think we, I almost think we should, to be honest. Yeah, because I feel like after that first episode, I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Um, I liked many aspects of this. There, there was a lot of stuff to like and a lot of stuff that I was like, pump the brakes here, asshole. Uh, first off, there was a lot more goofiness than I expected. Yeah. But it also felt like it was an homage to the original He-Man. Like Orko's spells, I was like, this is dumb. But you know what? That's exactly what Orko was like. You know, the rhyming spells that, you know, oh, I'll keep Cringer out of trouble. I will put him in a bubble. And then he can't breathe. So, uh, but then in the showdown, we get to see Orca was a badass. Yeah, uh, we did. Steven Root as Cringer, fucking phenomenal. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller as Tila, who has just been named, uh, Man at Arms, Captain of the Guard, was great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Duncan being uh, uh, retiring, essentially. But I think the big thing here is that, I mean, there's obviously the big thing, but the, the big thing here is that this essentially is a continuation of the He-Man show that you and I watched as kids. Like, and that's what it's supposed to be, yes. Yeah, so this is not like a reboot from the beginning. Like, characters no. are established, locations are established. But then in just this first episode, they upend everything. Yeah, I mean, uh, the opening is, like you said, Tila's being promoted to man-at-arms. So there, there's that celebration ceremony. And then we see He-Man, fingers, bringing two... I don't know, bad guys to Castle Grayskull. Yep. Um, and, but it's really Skeletor doing a, a, a plan to attack Castle Grayskull and fight um, the sorceress who calls for He-Man, who is, we, as we know, is Prince Adam. And I like this better that this Prince Adam, same outfit, but not basically He-Man with a pink shirt on <laughs> right and the same voice and everything yeah exactly you know and so we see he-man 
Prince Adam become He-Man with Cringer and they head out with everybody else. And we get this big opening fight scene where it's like, hey, here's every single He-Man toy ever. <laughs> yes. Right at the beginning and all their vehicles and everybody and everyone's getting a cameo. We may not see them the rest of the series, but everyone gets a cameo right now. Every single yeah. He-Man character ever. That was pretty cool. It was, yeah. And, and some of the battle animation, it was newer animation, but it looked like the stuff you would have seen. Yeah. You know, the the tanks that were rolling along and then yeah. these guys like flipping out of the sky and stuff. I was like, yeah, that, that tracks. Yeah, and, and essentially they, they, they get into Castle Grayskull and they go down to the bowels of the building, if you will, to where there's this... And this is where it's all new folklore, I'm guessing, a new lore of the show. There's, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's called the Hall of Wisdom. Mm-hmm. Or no, Hall of Wisdom is Grayskull. That's the thing is, like, according to Skeletor and according to what we saw, like, yeah. it, Castle Grayskull is an illusion. Like, yeah, to hide time. the Hall of Wisdom. Yeah. <clears throat> and down in the basement of the Hall of Wisdom, if you will, is like a... a a, a, a Pandora's box, if you will, that holds all the energy and all the magic of the universe. It's a vault. A vault. Thank you. Well, I almost, it's a Pandora's box to me because yeah. after it accidentally gets unlocked, mm-hmm. um, all the energy being released is going to destroy all of existence. Yep. And He-Man is fighting Skeletor. And the reason why it gets unlocked is because He-Man fucking kills Skeletor practically. Stabs him right through the chest. Yeah, runs him through, and then Skeletor apparently knew the whole time or figured out that the He-Man's sword is what would unlock this vault. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was badass is we see He-Man separate his sword, mm. which I liked. But he yeah. uses the so the sword and the power of Grayskull to try to trap all that magic, and it's like it's going to kill you. And he's like, better to kill me than everybody. Right. And he is somehow transformed back to Prince Adam, but can still hold on to the the power. And Cringer's, you know, Battle Cat's transport is, is, is um, transformed back to Cringer. And Tila sees that Prince Adam is He-Man. Tila sees it. All the villains see it. And I mean, everybody sees it. Yellowtor yeah. says, you know, he's just a boy. And, yeah. uh, Evil Lynn, the the guys who are up in the castle yep. watching this happen. Because in this, only Orko, Man at Arms, and He Man's mother knew, and Cringer knew that Prince Adam was He Man. Right. And Tila reacted in the end, pissed right off that she didn't know that her friend was He Man, that everyone lied to her and kept things from her. The queen, her father. her father, Prince Adam, everybody. So she's pissed. So and not only does she want <laughs> nothing to do with anyone, she doesn't want to be man at arms. She throws her, her crown down, if you will, or whatever it is, ceremonial headdress, and fucking storms right out of there. Uh, which was surprising. Uh, well also at the same time, King Randor yeah, fucking feels the same thing because he's like, oh, we lost He-Man. That sucks. The world won't have He-Man anymore. And his wife's like, honey, that was our son. And he's like, no, they're different. She's like, no, it's true. And Duncan's like, yeah, dude, it's true. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? And he exiles Duncan. He's like, get out. Never come to this kingdom yep. again. You are banished. Uh, and then after all his temper tantrum, 
that's when Tila's like, yeah, and you know what? Y'all can go fuck yourselves. Because he's King Randor's like, you know, Tila, take him out of here. And she's like, no, go kiss my ass. Mm-hmm. Oh, and let's not forget that Mossman was killed. Like, I, I know B-list character, but fucking murdered straight up. Skeletor torched him. Yeah, that was kind of different because, again, we saw someone being killed. Yeah. So when they see all this happen, we did get kind of a nice little nod there where uh, Evelyn had a staff and then it got broke. So now she yes. has a little mace that she always had as the as the toy. So. Yep, yep. That was kind um, of neat. But the Skeletor muckles onto He-Man, and with the explosion, they're gone. We don't know yes. if they're dead, sucked into another universe. We don't know what happened to them. We just know right. Prince Adam and Skeletor are gone. Mm-hmm. Eternia is without its champion or its villain. Um, but, of yeah. course, villains are very uh, resourceful, and you know Evil Lynn's going to step up. They wouldn't have put Lena Headey to voice right. her for nothing. With only four episodes left, we should just finish it. But here's the thing. Excuse me. It's four episodes in part one, air quotes. Right, but still. Yes, we should finish it. I almost did at that point. I was going to be like, dude, we need to just burn through this because I need to know what's going on. Uh, Yeah. But I figured I'd let you watch it, and then we'd talk after that. I just like the fact they got 91-year-old Alan Oppenheimer Mm. to voice Mossman. Yeah. What a nice, what a nice treat, you know. I mean, he voices. I mean, he's he's been a voice actor forever. Obviously, he's done so many amazing things. Um, not only that, but acted in so many great things as well. But yeah, I just think that's cool. Yep. So, ultimately, did you like it? Did you not like it? I liked it, but I wasn't sure what you meant by that. I wasn't sure if you liked it or not. I did like it. Um, it did not go. I, I didn't expect. First off, I thought this was going to be a reboot, like starting back from the beginning. I it thought was it was going to be a big nostalgia run, too. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, judging by the previews that I saw, which apparently all took place in this first episode. Yeah. Um, I thought this was going to be a very serious toned, like anime inspired, and it had a lot of goofiness to it. And it had a lot of silliness like the original. So that threw me off then to think, oh, here's Masters of the Universe revelation. Notice it was not He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. No, it was was Mass. Yeah. Uh, And knowing that that's because right in the first episode, we kill off allegedly two of our main characters oh, so are they dead are they just yeah who knows right. what happened to them but i, I think like, we should just finish it before we get spoilers yeah. so that's what i meant by i did not expect that yeah like, yeah okay it, no that's I fair did like it i did like it i love some of the nostalgia like i said you know watching orgo be a goof but then also having him be a badass um but holy crap it was it was yeah. a lot to take in all at once yes it was <laughs> So yeah. on to movies. On to movies, which you so watched movie, none of. Well, the movie I half watched was called A uh, Classic Horror Story. It's on Netflix. It's an Italian okay. film. Uh, it, it just, it, I just was tired. I do plan on watching it. So what did you watch? Uh, I watched Fear Street 1666. All right. You finished it. You got over your technical difficulties. Yes. Um, what did you think? Uh, I think it got overhyped. 
I think I think you hyped it up a bit too much. So it kind of like it didn't let down, but it was like uh, I went into it like this is going to be the greatest. And then I was like, this was good. No, I, I wasn't trying to overhype it. I was just trying to say like, all right, because you were commenting like, I don't know how they're going to do a two hour movie in 1666. And well, because they're not yeah. <laughs> they're going back to 94. Right. And even say 1994 part two. I'm like, oh, yeah. here we are. Um, I, th- I thought as a whole, it was really well done. Yes. I liked it. Yes. Um, I thought they did a very good job. I would like to see more of this. You know, the director said that she wants to do this as the uh, MCU of horror type stuff. I, I would like to see the stories of the other killers that we just saw, but not their whole story. Yeah, like the whistling girl, the the singing girl, sorry. Like, we know basically that she was the daughter of the camp nurse, but I want to see what led up to that. Yeah, Ruby Lane. Yeah, the the little boy with the bat. Yeah, like, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I want to know. The guy with the, like, basically the plague mask on. Yep. Yeah, I'd like to see about those characters. Um, What was your favorite movie of the trio? Uh, Probably 78. That is the consensus from everyone I have talked to about this, that they like 78 the most. I, I think 94 was great. Yeah. And it really set the stage well, but you know, some of the kids were a little whiny, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, 78 though had everything. It was a classic, um, a, a classic camp horror show. Yep. Uh, we got some of the older killers, some of the newer killers. It, it was just, it was fucking great. It had that twist at the end. That was just, it, it surprised me. Yep. Loved it. Everything about that was fucking phenomenal. For me, like 1994 was an homage to Scream and like those 90s horror movies. And then 1978 was obviously an homage to all the 80 horror flicks that we just loved and everything. So leading up to, okay, what's 1666 going to be? Like, how is this? How's like the first two basically played homages to two decades of genre. What's this going to do? Because there's no, you know, period horror homage pieces like this that they, right. that it could play tribute to. So it's kind of like they're introducing, well, we have to explain the backstory of Sarah Fear and how she became to, you know, explain the actual twist of the story, which she wasn't a witch. She didn't cut her hand off to curse the people. Her hand got cut off. Um you know, like it really explained what really happened, not just what the mythos tell the mythos that got passed down through the years. But obviously, it couldn't sustain a two-hour flick, which is why we went back to 1994 for the last hour to wrap everything up. Right. Yeah. Now, I, I I liked it. This is I would actually I would most definitely watch 1978 again, but I'd watch the series again as well. Yep. Yep, I would as well. What was the other flick you watched? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, this was great stuff. Um, they did make a nice, cohesive story that spanned all three generations. Uh, yep. It was interesting to turn what should have, what was it, the expectation of the good guy character into the villain. I always like when somebody can do that effectively. Yes, me too. Uh, the other one that I watched was Gunpowder Milkshake. And what did you think of that? Uh, I thought it was decent. Uh, Me too. It was it was um, a little Kill Bill, a little John Wick. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely had like you know the the library was their version of the hotel in John Wick. Yeah. Um, she. Uh, what did you think of the scene? Little, oh, sorry. It felt a little what? 
a little rushed. Like, I feel like they give us a lot of backstory, a lot of world building really quickly. Yes, they did. I agree with that. They really, really did. It's like they tried to cram the backstory of two movies worth into one. Yeah. Yep. I I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, What did you think of the fight scene where both her arms were numb at the doctor's office? Loved it. Loved it. That was original. A very original, very cool, yeah. uh, very well done. Um, yeah, I, I, I loved it as well. Karen Gillan was great in it, Yep. as was everybody else, if you will. Um, yeah, another Lena Headey. I mean, Jesus, she's everywhere. <laughs> she is right now. So, But yeah, I liked it a lot. I think it's definitely worth people's time. Yeah, it's, it's probably nothing that I would watch over and over again. You know, like no, I would no. sit down and rewatch the John Wick movies because – Correct. I would want to see them all at once. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to watch John Wick tonight. I'd want to watch them for the whole trilogy. For the, yes, exactly. And then there's two more coming. But, um, you know, if they made another one of these, I would definitely check it out. Oh, sure. So news and trailers. News and trailers. So it's funny because last week I had shared with you, uh, hey, I just read that they're coming on the new CSI Las Vegas, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then, like, not too long after that, uh, we got the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, would you, it was would you, uh, pretty would damn you quick that? right after that, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, well, the trailer doesn't tell us a whole lot other than that Grissom's back and Sarah's back and they're going to investigate cases using science and CSI. Yeah. So it looks pretty much like kind of the classic, if you will. Right. Yeah. The other news item I sent you was that HBO is going to release 10 films straight to HBO Max next year. Warner Brothers. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So it's it's they're going to carry the formula through. So obviously it must be successful. Yep. But they didn't say all of them. They didn't say. No. They just they just said 10 10 movies. Yeah. Yep. So I kind of hope they tell us what those 10 movies are going to be like they did this time. Yeah, because yeah. is it going to be like not all the big blockbuster ones or is it going to be half of them and just a couple like lower ones or you know what I mean? I'm curious what they're right. going to do. Yeah, because it, it's like uh, a week or two ago, I was seeing all the hype building around uh, Suicide Squad. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to check and see if that's playing at a drive-in or something. And then I nope. was like, wait a minute. It's on the Max. It's HBO Max. Yeah. So it was like trailer day all of a sudden. You sent me about four or five, whatever it was, yeah. and not all well, of them really that great. That was just today, and it's because it's Comic-Con. Oh, so, that's right, yeah. Yeah. So over the week, we've we've shared a number of trailers here. Yeah. Um, Vacation Friends with John Cena. That looks interesting it looks like it'll be a very funny raunchy rude crude you know there's a guy getting married and uh this redneck white trash hillbilly john cena and his girlfriend show up to crash the wedding and they're like we're vacation friends we met on vacation and they met on a couple's vacation where they everyone was going wild and now they suddenly yeah. think best friends yeah looks interesting it does look interesting uh you sent me malignant Yes, uh, it's a uh, HBO Max film. It's James Wan. Um, not, uh, it's a horror film. That's I, I, all I can think of to how to explain it. Yeah, um, it's like a you, modern horror film. Yes, it is. Like I kept waiting to figure out like what how to describe it. 
while watching the trailer, and I honestly couldn't. Yeah. Um, essentially, the, the the release synopsis is, in the film, Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders, and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are, in fact, terrifying realities. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, she's basically, some woman gets brutally murdered, and she had a dream of it. Yeah. So she watched the whole thing happen in her dream. And... What's cool is it's a James Wan film, which, you know, he, he's done all right for himself on the horror side of things because he did Saw. He was the right, you know, he, he wrote Saw and directed yep. Saw, the first one. And uh, uh, the, the best one, let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. Dead Silence, Death Sentence, Insidious is his, The Conjuring. He directed the first one of those. Um, Conjuring 2, he directed and wrote. He fucking directed Aquaman, you know, The Nun. Everything involving with uh, Annabelle, he's either been their executive producer, he's directed them. Um, he's doing Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom. Uh, so, yeah, he um, he's heavily involved with a lot of great films. And um, I'll watch this. It's an HBO Max film, like we talked about earlier. Yeah, I don't know if I will. Um, just because I haven't been a big fan of most of the modern horror stuff and yeah. by modern horror, I mean things like, you know, the conjuring Annabelle, yeah. uh, all of these paranormal activity, they just don't do it for me. So sure. Sure. So I, I may just wait for your review on it. Okay. Uh, uh you sent me, um, uh, can I just read your comment about malignant? Yes. Wow, Malignant looks very movie. It's going to be a film, undoubtedly two plus hours for sure. <laughs> it made me I chuckle. I wanted to show enthusiasm, but yeah, you know. it made me chuckle. <laughs> Honest trailers, Black Widow. Yep. Yep. I thought <laughs> that, that was excellent. That was. So, did you see that the vest that she got from her sister in Black Widow, she was wearing in Endgame? Yes. Okay. And apparently, right. they had a plan for that. Yes. Yes. Kevin, apparently Kevin Feig has a 15 year plan of how he sees things and arcing and little things and which, Oh, I'm, I'm great with it. Cause it's been out fucking standing so far. Right. Uh, Lois and Clark, the new adventure Superman coming to HBO max. What do you think about that? Uh, it's another one of those that it's like, Oh, that's cool. I don't know that I'll ever turn it on. Same. Because it, same. like I liked it when it was on TV, but at the same time, Dean Kane's a bit of a dick and, uh, it's old school. Like yep. if I have an hour to watch a show, I'm not going to watch an episode of that. I'm going to yeah. watch something else. Right. Same. Cool. You sent us the Dune trailer. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty fucking amazing. That's the movie that's going to be on. Um, yep. Yep. Based on a classic gigantic. I tried novel. to read that fucking book and I just <laughs> couldn't do it. It's like me with the stand. Oh, and I, I tried to re- I watched the first Dune movie and I at the end I was just like okay I guess I don't get it the right. excitement you know I'll probably watch this because it's an HBO Max flick so I'll probably watch it um, right but, you can watch it for free and yeah. you know, just dedicate like six hours of your life to watch it <sighs> know, that's right? three hours to watch it and then three hours to go online <sighs> and try to figure out what's going on yeah, I you sent the Witcher Nightmare of Wolf teaser, and you sent um, oh a couple other animated ones, but just talking. About, I I didn't it didn't do anything for me. How about you? The Witcher one? No, not really. Like no. 
I, I like the Witcher's world. Yeah. But this seems I, – I don't want to say cash grab, but it kind of seems like a – It know, totally seems gonna, cash grab. Yeah, we're going to cash in on the popularity it, of the TV show on the – No, it's, it is 100% crack, cash grab. Yeah. No um, fans or bots. We got a trailer for Hulu original Nine Perfect Strangers with uh, – what's her name there? I wanted to say Gwyneth Paltrow, but it's not – It's um. The eyes wide shut woman. Oh yeah, yeah, Nicole yeah. Kidman. I know who you're talking about Nicole Kidman. Yeah. This just looks weird, you know. And yeah. it's got a lot of big name actors and actresses in it, but she's like holding a retreat where she selects the people that will come to it, and she's watching us the whole time, so she knows that we need to be here. And uh, it is, yeah, I don't know. It just looks weird, man. Yeah, it does look pretty, pretty weird. And then you sent two in a row. Uh, Reservation Dogs looks awesome. Yep, it does. Um, basically takes place on an Indian reservation, and these kids decide to start some stealing. Yeah. Then you get to see the reservation cops go after them. It's a uh, FX original series. So that is cool. Uh, uh, you sent. I also sent Jackass Forever, and you responded, "How are they all not dead?" And uh, my response is, "I know, right?" But apparently, some of them are. So, oops. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think that Jackass definitely had its time, but it would be like if we saw that Joe Rogan was going to re- reboot uh, Fear Factor. Like, why? We don't need it anymore. We don't need show i'm tired of people like dredging up the past as we just sit here talking about you know masters of the universe um, but that was amazing the, yeah like if you're gonna put a new spin on it or if you're gonna continue a story great jackass fuck off kind of yeah i don't know i'm not gonna watch it I'm, I'm not gonna watch it either this next part was well you know what that's a lie i am gonna i won't go out of my way to watch it but i'll probably watch it eventually let's i'm being honest i'm probably gonna watch it eventually okay yeah um somebody put on the finale of loki and the finale of wandavision and ran them at the same time and showed that they stink up it looks like where basically when uh he who remains slash immortus slash kang however you want to do it um is sitting there at the desk talking about how we've crossed the threshold. I don't know what's going to happen from here on out. Now, if you're just watching Loki, he's just kind of like sitting there and like looking around and like he's feeling something and whatever. But if you sync it up with the WandaVision finale, this is the moment yeah. when the armor hits Wanda, when her powers manifest completely and she actually takes on the mantle of the Scarlet Witch. And it's really yeah. cool to watch them side by side. And it looks like he's reacting to that, like he feels a disturbance in the force. Yeah, I liked it. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think that's pretty damn cool. I think it's very cool, actually, that they did it that way, you know? Yep. Um, I had sent you a note. I didn't even realize this. I was so excited, but I haven't watched any of it yet. Uh, season two of the movies that made us is out on Netflix now. Yeah, that's pretty damn awesome, isn't it? Back to the Future, Pretty Woman, Jurassic Park, and Forrest Gump. 
I'm fucking stoked. That's, yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm I'm pretty pumped about those as well. I, I do look <laughs> forward to watching them. Yeah. Uh, I'm scrolling down through here. Um, yeah. So Comic Con released a bunch of trailers, but honestly, none of them were ones that I was like, "Yay!" Like we got the trailer for Army of Thieves, the prequel to Army of the Dead. Yeah. Um. I. Why? Okay. A. I guess. Wow. He started making that movie fucking immediately. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh. But B. Who cares? Yeah. Fucking cares. Right. Is this going to end up being a trilogy, and we're going to get to see, you know, that it was a time loop all along? Or? Oh, geez, that I didn't even consider that, but that is very much a possibility, apparently. Uh, we got a full trailer for Chucky. Okay, that That's actually looks pretty decent. It, it does look like the original movies. Like it, it definitely looks, had that feeling. It looks pretty decent. I thought Brad Dourif was doing the voice of Chucky again, though. Um, I mean, I thought it was him. Is it not him? Was it? I don't know. Maybe I'm. I'm pretty. I mean, that sounded like the same Chucky to me. Okay. Yeah, maybe I was just listening to it wrong. I just, I, yeah. Come to think of it, I haven't listened to him in a while. I've watched the original. Chucky. Yeah, Brad Dorf. Yep. Okay. Uh, it seems to have an interesting take on it because he was with a couple of different kids. Like it wasn't just one kid that he was with. It seems maybe anthology-ish. Well, I'm curious. That would be pretty damn sweet, wouldn't it? Yeah, because, like, at one point, he's with that outsider kid who, like, takes him to school and stuff. But then at one point, he's, like, laying in bed with a little girl, and he's like, hey, I'm going to go kill your sister. And she's like, I just want to go to bed. He's like, hey, you're missing out. Yeah, or the uh, mommy says killing people for real is bad. Your mother doesn't know shit. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was good. So it definitely has an anthology feel to it. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek Prodigy. Okay. Well, that was the other one. I was like, okay, that's a show that's going to be on. And, and it's got Janeway's voice in it, so. Okay. Eh. Oh, well. Uh, Blade Runner Black Lotus. But do, do we really need more movies in the Blade Runner universe? Is there somebody out there demanding this? I don't. I doubt it. It's coming to Adult Swim, which is, you know, interesting. And some of the more grown-up shows that they've had on Adult Swim have gone on to, like, win awards and such. So I, I'll give it credit there. But it just it didn't do anything for me, honestly, mostly because of yeah. the world that it's in. Um, Day of the Dead is getting a TV series over sci-fi. Yeah, I saw that. Um, it's going to be comedy, you know, um, uh, George Romero style, you know. Yep. So, okay. Yeah. More comedic Walking Dead, I guess. Uh, we got a very brief series 13 trailer. I'm sorry, a very brief what? Season uh, series 13 trailer for Doctor Who. Oh, I was like, so excited to see that. I love me some yeah. Doctor Who. She's the show's coming back later this year, so that's super freaking exciting. Yep. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy about that as a whole. Love it. Uh, Love and me then, some Doctor Who. And then we talked about the DC Legends of Tomorrow trailer that we saw with like the yeah. tripping on mushrooms and the bowling. Yep. Uh, what did you think about the article that I sent you? Blumhouse TV is making a scripted Vince McMahon series. Well, it's it's about the uh, steroid trial. The steroid trial. Yes. Yeah. So I mean. 
I mean, I'll probably watch at least the first episode to see if it's any good, but I, it doesn't make me go, ooh, as, as big of a wrestling fan I am, not a lot the WWE has been doing these days is making me go, ooh, especially since they're moving to Peacock. That just makes me go, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, I wasn't going to watch it anyway, but I know you're the wrestling guy. Yeah. I mean, I'll definitely check it out. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, so a couple other news articles that were like, I've just been seeing po- things popping up here and there. Different shows, different movies, etc., are being shut down because of COVID. Um, yeah, and it seems to be popping up more and more. Like, I'm concerned that we're headed towards like another lockdown or another, you know, crashing of services crashing yep. of shows and movies because of well not for nothing like we usually buy our butter at sam's club for kate's bakery and there's no butter that's not good like all they have is salted butter they don't have any unsalted butter oh. i mean sorry all they have is unsalted butter and they don't have a whole lot of it and I don't know if it's because they get their butter from San Francisco, uh, California, and California is having a milk shortage because of all the wildflowers and fires. I mean, and on and on and on. So, who knows? We, I mean, so that's that's something to keep in mind. Go buy some toilet paper. <laughs> I, I think everybody is uh, stocking up now. Um, I am. Oh, today, uh, Edgar, not Edgar Wright. Sorry, today. The director of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, posted a picture saying that principal filming has begun. And the picture was of that demented, evil-looking rabbit that Scott gave his daughter. Yes. Yeah. I like that. So ugly, I love it. Yep. Um, And I wanted to talk briefly about this because it pertains to stuff. So you remember Regal? started up that deal before COVID that was, you know, pay us $22 a month and you can have uh, unlimited movies, essentially, you know, every day yes. you get a free movie ticket. Yes. And I took advantage of that. Yes, you and did. So now that COVID is over, um, I still haven't really been going to the movie theaters because uh, there's always something to watch here at home. You know, nothing has gone to the theaters that I'm like, I need to go and see that. Yeah, I, I've been to the theaters a couple times. Um, I went and saw Spiral and then Kate wanted to go see um, the new musical that was on HBO Max. I, uh, I can't think Heights. of the name of it. In the Heights on the theater as well. Yeah. And then, we, yeah, so, but that was it for me. So, you know looking to get a place with julia and so i've been looking at my finances and uh that was one where i'm like i'm paying 22 dollars a month for this that's ridiculous because of course they stopped it during covid but then once the theater started reopening they're like okay we're reinstituting it so i was like i'm just gonna cancel it i can always get it again later if i want but for right now it just doesn't make sense to be spending 22 dollars a month on something i'm not using same reason that i uh canceled my I think it was stars or showtime through Amazon. I was like, I'm paying eight bucks a month and I'm not really watching anything. So, um, this is not the first time that you found out, Oh shit. I've been paying something for months. <laughs> yeah. Shutter. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing that I wanted to bring up that was interesting. So I went on the regal app on my phone and you know, it was like, Oh, you're a member, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, great. And, uh, I was like looking at my account. I looked all over the app. I couldn't find a way to cancel. 
you know, to suspend my yeah. account. I'm like, that's odd. So I went on their website and there was nothing apparent. So I went through their FAQs and I was like, how do I do this? And they're like, oh, you don't want to be a member anymore. It's as easy as emailing our customer service team and telling them you want to cancel. I'm like, okay, red flag right there. Like they, there's no reason if I have a subscription service that I can't cancel by clicking a button. Like everybody knows that if you're yeah, paying that's... for Netflix, you just go into your account and say, I don't want to pay anymore. And they're like, okay, see ya. Like that's, the fact that that's horseshit. Yeah. So I emailed them and I'm like, Hey, I know that there was this whole thing where you have to have your account for a year. And then after a year you can cancel, but you know, you're locked in for a year. I was like, I know COVID messed things up, blah, blah, blah. I must've gotten my year by now. I want to cancel. How do I go about doing this? Really nice. Really professional. Didn't hear fucking shit. So a week goes by and I'm like, all right, I'm a professional. I know how this works. You know, I gave them some space. So a week goes by, I email them again and I'm like, Hey, I need to know what's going on here. I don't want you guys charging me for more stuff. Still hear nothing. Four days later, I get an email automated email from them that says, Hey, this is regal. We're having trouble processing your payment information for your regal crown club. Uh, membership. So all you have to do is email our customer service team and we'll uh, take your new credit card information And because the credit card that I was using expired in July. So they couldn't renew me. Well, they started sending me an email a day. Hey, we're having trouble processing. Hey, we're having trouble processing. I'm like, these guys can go fuck themselves Yeah. because they still never actually responded to my email. So yeah. So after another week or so of getting those emails, I went on Facebook and I messaged them directly and I got an automated response that said, we are experiencing a very high number of uh, customer service requests. Uh, our average response time is five days. Like, hmm, okay. Well, whatever. And I basically just said the same thing. I was like, look, I'm trying to email your thing. I want to get rid of my Regal Crown Club membership. What can I do? Uh, within an hour, I got a response from somebody that said, what's the email uh, address that's associated with the account? I gave my email address. Ten minutes later, he's like, okay, you've been canceled. Have a nice day. I'm like, awesome. Thank you. So as much as I don't like Facebook, this was the best way to get a hold of them. But still, it, it, I kind of want that to be like a caveat to everybody that this is ridiculous. Like, you shouldn't have a subscription-based service where people can't easily cancel when they want to. No, you really shouldn't. That's horseshit. That is horseshit. And it makes it so that I am not going to be renewing that at any point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just – it's not going to happen because that is – that's my money. I should have control over that completely. So, yeah, bad business, Regal. Bad business. Bad business. Bad business. And I would imagine that it is absolutely by design. You know, customer service that doesn't get back to you in two weeks by email, that's that is planned. They are literally trying to keep my money flowing in. So they're making it impossible for me to cancel. So there are probably people out there that are going through the same thing. Message them through Facebook, be a pain in their ass, get in there and get your money. I agree with that statement. Yeah. So that's all I got. Okay. Um, I got nothing else either. Cool. Yep. I got, I got nothing else either. Okay. Well then I guess that's a show. 
I guess that is a show. Um, I'm on the Twitter. I'm Superstar Mel. I'm the Quantum Geek G33K. Thanks. Talk to you next week.